Welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and as usual, I'm joined on the virtual front porch by my colleague and neighboring, Adam Barlow-Thompson. Hello, welcome to The Front Porch. We are excited to have you today. We are continuing a little bit of a journey that we started back in December, so it's been a minute since... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's not, it's not probably the best way to like do a follow-up episode, wait four months and then do it, but here we are. Um, so in December, Matt and I had a conversation about the uh, about remembering, which is the first step in the recycle, which is a process that we use at the neighboring movement for doing um, discernment in a group with other people. And so we wanted to follow up on that because remember is only the first step of several and we wanted to give you um, another another place to go with that and so today we're going to talk about not just how to remember but what we call reveal which is the action part of the recycle and so we're we're gonna jump in here this is a little bit of a mini experiment in itself just doing this episode because we haven't really like mapped it out super clearly we're gonna see what happens so my memory uh, of that last episode was that we, so the recycle um, has five steps and we, we talked about remembering, which is, is, is the process of telling the story of what's been happening um, as much or as little of it as you want. Although it's the whole story, quote unquote, in the sense of we remember the good and the bad, like the successes and the failures. It's, it's not a, you know, it's not meant to be only the good parts or the highlights. It's it's telling the story of what's been happening. And then we reflect on the story. And as we reflect, we celebrate where we see energy and, and like uh, things coming together or, or opportunities opening up that we hadn't seen before. Um, and we also, and I think this was what we really spent the most time on, was we grieve uh, losses and we grieve where we see things kind of closing down or coming to an end. And I just know, I, I think we were spurred into the conversation because as we got into the end of 2020, uh, there was so much to grieve and wanting to be very intentional about naming how we need to grieve. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to create some space to honor those feelings and process those in healthy ways. And, um, and all that kind of stuff is like, that's my wheelhouse. I can just sit in a chair and process my emotions forever. <laughs> and we got to the end and Adam was like, yeah, okay. But like, that's only half the recycle. Like the other half is that we go do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As usual, uh, Matt wanted to sit and just get lost in his thoughts. And I wanted to go try something and, and uh, with maybe not without, um, you know, thinking it fully through. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And and I'm excited this week then so that we can move out of Matt's wheelhouse and into mine, which is just try some shit and see what happens. <laughs> that's the wheelhouse, you know? Oh, 
Okay. All right. So this is your wheelhouse. Um, so, so kind of, kind of help us lean into this. What do we, okay. how, how do we take action? What do we do? So I do, so Matt kind of framed for us. So we remember the story, we reflect on kind of the energy and how that's moving with all of that. We're not necessarily putting like value judgment on any of those things as much, especially around like, um, when things are, are ending, we don't, we want to like grieve that in a way that separates our own value from the value of whatever is ending. So if you're in, in an extreme situation, um, which we've run into, if your church is closing after hundreds of years of being open, you are not a failure because your church is closing. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of other things that are happening around that. And what we found when we work with, we work with a lot of churches who are near the end is that oftentimes there's shame and guilt that comes around with those things closing. And instead, we want to start thinking of those things as, um, as just information. Uh, and the recycle doesn't necessarily have to be a faith-based tool, but we use it primarily with faith-based people. And actually in our Sunday school class yesterday, I heard this amazing description of the Holy Spirit it's, it's from the Celtic tradition. I don't know mm. if you've heard this, Matt, that the Holy Spirit is like a wild goose nipping at your heels. Have you heard that before? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my God, that is like for <laughs> me the best. Yeah. Because first of all, geese are like mean as hell. <laughs> they <laughs> True. They are nice creatures. They are, and yes. If a, wild, if a wild goose is chasing you nipping at your heels you are going to move you're <laughs> right. gonna move you're, there's no doubt about it and i thought it was really interesting because in scripture the holy spirit is often called the comforter mm -hmm. and so you have the holy spirit as can be the comforter and the holy spirit can be a wild goose nipping at your heels mm -hmm. and i love that that juxtaposition of the role the holy spirit plays it makes me think that the holy spirit has a lever of how much comfort you deserve in this particular moment. And, and it's gonna use, she's gonna use that lever to, uh -huh. to move you into action or to move you into contemplation or to move, you know, to mm -hmm. spur in you direction, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what we hope happens in the reveal step is that, that you see some type of action that you can take to see if it, if what, like what comes of it. If there's energy that's moving in a certain direction, this is a moment to confirm or deny that this next step might take you a little bit closer towards the thing that you're trying to reveal. Um, and, and the hope is that the, the mini experiment that comes out of this is, is not overwhelming. And so for, for example, in the neighboring movement, the first mini experiment we tried was not create a giant nonprofit and do all these things. Like that would have been too much. Mm -hmm. We needed something small. So the first mini experiment we really tried was let's meet together and pray about and read about ideas that we kind of have been coming up for us. Mm -hmm. That was it. Yeah. And that was not overwhelming. And it's, it, it followed the energy that had been happening in our own individual lives. And that then we could name as a group we're, we're still important. So we would like to keep them small so that you can go and try them in a timely manner 
and then come back and learn from whether or not that mini experiment felt like it continued to reveal more energy or maybe it helped you discern that that actually wasn't the direction that there was energy. So yes. that's kind of the idea is that you, you take where you've been from remember and from reflect, you try something small leading towards that, that way opening, that energy that's opening, and then you see whether or not that continues to open up more energy. Yeah. A, a couple of like phrases that have been helpful to me with with all of this processing is um, or this process is um, that the recycle and uh, you know especially what you're describing is um, what's described as a emergent strategy. Mm -hmm. So you take a small step, you you do something, and then you see what emerges, what comes out of that. And, and then you assess based on what's come up and then you take the next step, only the next step. Um, and that may sound like that may be hard to fathom, but I think the opposite, which is what I was always trained in, uh, will make a lot of sense. And that is the blueprint strategy, yeah, right. right? And I, I often tell people the blueprint strategy is to say, uh, here's a blueprint for a giant skyscraper. You know, yeah. you don't have enough money to build it and you don't have all the knowledge or whatever, but you've got the blueprint. And so now you just got to build it. And you hope that when you finish building the skyscraper, it will be used. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and the re I think our world is changing so much mm -hmm. that it's really foolish, usually uh, to try to build a skyscraper. Um, whereas the recycle and emergent strategy is about making one brick at a time, right? Just one brick at a time. And eventually you may end up with a room, right? But that's it. Like, it's just so it's, yeah. it's smaller, it's smaller scale. It's not so overwhelming. Um, I think the, the other piece of this that I would really want to encourage people to be mindful of is, uh, your mini experiment, uh, we would encourage you to think of a mini experiment that actually energizes you like that that makes you feel we talk about that in terms of joy like a certain sense of joy or authenticity with who you are um you know i'm thinking about uh, someone that i've been talking to uh who's actually using the recycle personally and um you know and for her it's been about saying no to some things that she felt like she had to do or she ought to do in order to say yes to some things that she was is energized around and really like really gives her life um and uh and so and that yeah i just think is really really permission giving i i just i don't think i've heard that message very much in my own life of being like yeah you know actually we can lean into the things that are really life-giving um and and that that can be helpful so So let's walk through some of these filters that might help shape your mini experiment. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so we, we've come up with these kind of ways to, to filter out what your mini experiment might, um, might become. The first one is to look at what we call the gifts garden. 
another way of talking about that is just like your network or your con like the context in which you're making this mini experiment what who are the people the groups the organizations the 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 stuff around you that adds value to that and how might those connections inform what you do next yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's a big shift i mean it sounds so simple at least it for me it's a big shift because i always feel like oh the mini experiment is like the thing that i'm gonna do all on my own yeah and right here we're taking this for me feels like a sharp turn to say no your mini experiment could be as simple as who else could you partner with who else could you reach out to who are the other people that resonate with what you're energized about or what you're interested in pursuing it also helps us avoid that thing that a lot of people a lot of other models will use which is what's the what's the, the need you can fulfill first and instead of fulfilling a need let's not let's not focus our our first energy on that let's mm -hmm. instead think about the gifts that are around us and start with that because those are going to end up what we found again and again that focusing on the needs very quickly drains energy mm -hmm. focusing on the gifts often builds on energy um, and takes care of those those needs kind of in a more natural way. So the next one is to check in. Um, and it's not, it's really, to, this is a check in with yourself on how much you can actually pull off. Man, I'm terrible at this one. Because <laughs> I always think I can pull off way more than I really can. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, that's the if I could use Jungian language here, I think that's the shadow of your gift, Adam, is mm. because you have so much energy and excitement around the possibilities. Yeah. Um, and, and that is contagious and is really helpful for people like me who need a little extra energy to get going. <laughs> but the shadow, I guess, uh, of that is that then it can get us spread too thin or, you know, you or you, you know, it's like, yeah. cause there's all these energizing things coming. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's look, and sometimes it's like, it's really like just like pragmatic. Like, mm -hmm. if I look at my calendar and for some reason in that given week, I'm really busy, I'm not going to be able to commit to something that takes a certain amount of time. I mean, like, it's mm -hmm. sometimes it's just really as simple as that. Like, check in on your calendar, check in with the relationships that are like your family relationships check in with your bank account. Like if, if it's a mini experiment that costs money and you're not ready to spend money, like there you go. Like that's pretty, that's pretty limiting. Um, yeah. So those are the, just being realistic about the things around you that will impact your mini experiment. Okay, so the next one is alignment. Matt, I, you gotta take that one. <laughs> well, so alignment is, let me start with the example of if you're with an organization, you're doing this with a group, and then we, we can maybe apply it to an individual. So yeah. if you're, if you're part of an organization, and your, your team has been doing the recycle, and you've come up, started to see like, here's what we, appears to be the next mini experiment we're going to take, or do, um, then 
it's important to ask, does this align with our purpose as an organization, um, our, our mission or vision as an organization? Um, and if it doesn't, there's a couple things. One, it may just be that you need to adjust your mini experiment if it feels a little bit out of alignment. Um, or maybe if it's really not yours to do, then it's time to go back to your gifts garden or your asset map or your network, however you want to describe it, and see, is there someone that you want to say, like, here's this thing that has emerged in our work, and we feel like it aligns more with your organization. We'd like to you know, hand it to you. Um, and I always say with no strings attached, because you're not giving it to them so that they'll do your work for you. You're handing it to them in case it's beneficial to them. Um, and yeah, so just thinking about that and at the neighboring movement, because we can't ever just use the normal language or names for things. Uh, we don't have a mission statement uh, <laughs> exactly, um, but we have a constellation of values. Uh, and so what we do when we're looking at a mini experiment is we hold it up to that constellation. Um, and the constellation, six words, very, pretty clear. This will all be very familiar if you've yeah, been listening to like, this. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> right, so it's relationship, abundance, joy, simple, doable, and universal. It's our six right. word. Um, and that's the first three words describe neighboring, right? Relationship, abundance, joy. The second three words, um, simple, doable, universal, describes our understanding of a movement, that it needs to be simple, doable, and universal. Right. So we hold up the mini experiment to that. If it doesn't align, then e again, either we adjust it or we hand it off. Um, and I think the same can be said for us individually. Uh, if we have a sense of what, what, what our unique gifts and, and like calling is in life, like here's you know, my purpose statement, we could test our own mini experiments against that and say, Mm -hmm. Is this really what I am meant to be, you know, leaning into? So. so then the last one that the last filter that we use is that it needs to be actionable. Um, and this is just simple, like goal setting that you may, you know, many people have used in, in professional worlds or in other spaces. So we use, we, we kind of throw a, a bone to the smart goal, which is something that's pretty familiar, I think, to a lot of people. So is it specific, meaning it's it's simple and clearly understood? Is it measurable that you can you can know what you've accomplished in some way by it? Is it assignable? Is it clear who is going to do the mini experiment? Realistic is can it be achieved and given the available resources? And is it time bound, meaning it will be done by a specific time? And we encourage people our kind of twist on that then is we ask people to make their mini experiment with no more than 12 words. We don't want a book report. We don't need a research document. We want 12 words where you're going to tell us what you're gonna do. So for example, if your mini experiment is that you want to work with the school. If I wanna work with the school, that's great, but that doesn't give us an actionable mini experiment. An actionable mini experiment would be I'm going to call the school on Tuesday to ask about being a volunteer in the library reading with second graders, right? Yeah. Give, us, give us some specifics, give us a due date, give us a, a real thing that we can come back and a week later say, did you do it? 
then how did it go? Now, here's the thing. You may call and they'd be like, oh, we're not like I'm like right now, if you called and did that, they would say we're not letting people in the building because of COVID. And so you can't do that. So that's not a failure. That's information about how then you can move forward and you're going to end up back in the recycle with that story and then you'll process it and you'll come up with a new mini experiment. So let's see if people can do this. If you're listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. here's what I want you to try. Think, uh, frame first frame your decision. So it may be like something around your personal life or your work in your neighborhood or your, your professional life. So frame the experiment, kind of give yourself a minute to, re- to remember the story or remember kind of the context around that. Reflect on where you see energy opening up things that are energizing or that feel really good and where there's things that are like, that just is roadblocks or there's tension or there's resistance in some way. Mm-hmm. And then use those filters that we talked about and think about what people around you have gifts and how those gifts might be used. Um, think about the, the like, res- like place that how much energy you have personally, like check in with yourself and your calendar about what you can really do. Um, think about your alignment to your own values or the values of your group, if you're in a group, and then think about an actionable thing that you can try before you listen to the podcast again. Mm, I got one right now, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) You going to tell us about it or is this? Okay. Yeah. My (laughs) mini experiment is um, I'm going, I'm going to do it in 12 words. So I'm going to count them as I go. Oh, wow. Set up a wishing tree for May 1st on my block. Oh. Have you heard of these wishing trees? No. It's basically like you deliver a little strip of uh, like cloth to Mm -hmm. your neighbors. Mm -hmm. And then they write down like their wish. And then they bring it to the tree and tie it around one of the limbs of the tree. And we kind of collectively share our wishes with each other that way. Oh. And I was like, man, coming out of COVID, coming into the spring. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. It's going to be awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. And you did it in 12 words. I did it in 11 <laughs> words, Matt. Come on. Well, I think we've said enough. It's clearly time to go take action. And uh, hopefully with with this tool, you feel encouraged to go and uh, find an experiment that fits for you uh, and that that uh, that you're actually energized to do. So, um, all right. So with that, I will uh, wrap things up just by saying thanks again to Jenna Moody, who uh, does all of our sound editing for the podcast. Also, thanks to Christopher Swanson, who keeps us organized and keeps things moving. And, uh, and uh, finally, thanks to Brutal Bear, uh, who provided the music that you hear in the background. Um, that's it for this week. Thanks again for joining us. And until next time, happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. Thank you.